0: It's time for the engaged club, the podcast for club managers and operators that strive to create loyal and connected members, guests, and customers. Here are the two guys with the club management and digital marketing advice you need to realize your club's potential. Jim Hope and Roger Kincaid.
1: Welcome back to the Engaged Club. It's a podcast starring Jim Hope, the legendary general manager of the Derek Golf and Winter Club. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Hope.
0: Thank you very much, Mr. Roger Kincaid, the guru of social media and marketing for clubs internationally, uh,
1: nationally and locally. Well, I, I wanted to see how we would introduce ourselves, and I got to say that I, I was accurate, and you trumped the introduction of me up big time. <laughs> it's all true, Roger. The the Super Bowl was uh, this past weekend. So so at the time that we're recording this, um, um, you know, it's actually before the Super Bowl. You'll be listening to it uh, after the Super Bowl, Super Bowl um, LIII, where. Um, That one team defeated the other team. So you can tell we don't know what happened. You mean the Patriots by four over the Rams? Is that what you're you're saying? Can you imagine, Jim, if the Patriots beat the Rams by four? And we're honest to God, we're recording this about two hours before kickoff. You will be clairvoyant. You'll have offers coming in from all kinds of clubs all throughout the New England area.
0: Oh, I would love that very much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could do okay. some Lincoln's head chatter and lobster rolls for lunch every day. That'd be okay. That'd be
1: just fine. Um, you should. Are you serving? a uh, I don't want to get into the minutiae of the Super Bowl here because all I want to talk about today is the lessons that you can learn that your club can learn from a marketing perspective from the Super Bowl ads that we're going to see during the broadcast.
0: Now, are we going to get a chance to see them during the broadcast today, or do? To- I thought the new trade deal with the U.S. said that we either get to see them or we don't get to see them, right?
1: Uh, which well, one is it? Yeah, so Jim's talking about the the sad state of viewership in, in of the Super Bowl in Canada. Um, and what you may or may not know for our American friends listening is that uh, because the the Super Bowl is carried on a Canadian network, they sell their own ads. So we don't get to see the same advertisements that you do. But, you know, that's, that's actually less and less important, Jim. And this is a really good place to launch point number one, okay? It used to be that a company, let's just say Budweiser, Anheuser-Busch, right would spend the couple million dollars per 30 second spot to put on during the super bowl and that was it you had to watch the super bowl to see the commercial now you might get to see the commercial again in regular broadcast after the super bowl but the web has changed all that and what's happening now is you know not only can we see the super bowl commercial on you know youtube for example after it's already aired but a lot of these clubs are activating the commercial even before the big game so they're talking about uh, previewing their commercial and using that 30 second video clip, OK, in a different way on different channels. So what is just a simple 30 second beer commercial during the Super Bowl might be a five second commercial uh, that pre rolls on YouTube you know what I mean? Or it might be um, an entirely different experience on Instagram TV or Facebook, for example. And so lesson number one that we can learn from the Super Bowl advertisers is that they're taking an omni channel or a multi channel approach. And this is something that I always urge people in the club business to do is you've got to make sure that your message can connect with the audience that you want to connect with on several different channels. So you want to be on Facebook. You want to be on Instagram. You want to be on Twitter. You want to be in the email inbox. You want to have a mobile platform that is unique to your club that you can engage with as well. That's five different channels right there. There's plenty more of them, but it's really important for the growth of your club and the success of your business, to have a multi-channel approach,
0: and it wasn't that long ago that that didn't happen, right? That it would just be the thirty-second ad on Super Bowl Sunday, or they may have done an ad leading up to it to say you should watch our ad on Super Bowl Sunday because they might be making a big announcement. So, how long do you think it's been, Roger, that you've started to, that you've seen that multi uh, that multi-user that multi-platform approach? You're starting to see that it's been. One year, five years?
1: Yeah, you know, I think that's a fine answer, one year or five years. It, the point is it's new. And yeah. we've seen different examples of it, you know, throughout the, throughout you know the history of advertising. Certainly there were TV commercials that were also magazine ads, you know, or like campaigns for a, a new car, for example, that were going to be a TV commercial, a magazine ad, a newspaper ad, et cetera. That's an example of a multi-channel approach. But l- let's just explain the process a little differently, right? At that time, the club... Okay, we'll walk into the agency and say, we have a million dollars. What should we do? Okay, this is kind of out of the the realm of reality. (laughs) I I understand. But but you'd have an agency who then says, okay, well, we've come up with these ideas and we're going to do a TV commercial that directs people to look in this weekend's newspaper and see more information, more than we can tell them in 30 seconds. Now the clubs, you know, in the year 2019 have an opportunity to say we've got five thousand dollars to spend on marketing. What should we do? well, why don't we run $100 worth of Google ads this month along with $100 worth of Facebook ads and um, we'll strategize our social media marketing so that we're posting pictures to Facebook every day. Uh, And then we'll see where that gets us in a month. So it's a lot easier and a lot more cost effective for us now to take on this multi-channel approach. And I guarantee you this, that When we look at clubs that are winning in the year 2022 and 2025, it'll be the clubs that have had a multi-channel approach. For the last seven or eight years.
0: And it's similar to a previous podcast when you talked about club or generation Z or Z, <laughs> that uh, we can complain 10 years from now that they're not golfing when we didn't do anything today to try and enhance them or tell them about the offerings that we had that they'd be interested in. So the same thing would apply with this type of marketing, Raj, that if you want to see the results, you can see some immediate results, but you need to start building it today for the
1: future. Exactly, exactly, Jim. And that's a really awesome, unplanned transition point. The second thing that you can learn from the Super Bowl ads is that we can use influencer marketing, even as clubs. Now, you're gonna watch these Super Bowl ads and you're gonna see big stars, right? You're gonna see Lady Gaga. You're gonna see, um, uh, you know, Steve Carell is in one. And and they're using, they're leveraging the network of these stars. They're leveraging those star's audience to promote their brand. Now, we don't have to do that because you remember that episode, Jim, that you called back to about Generation Z. For Generation uh, Z or Z, for our American friends, their peers are their influencers. They want to do things that their friends are doing or that people like them are doing. So it's not so much that you want to spend a lot of money on big stars to be influencers for your club. You want to just find people within your club and maybe within just the community that immediately surrounds your club and convert them into influencers. Here's an example you might have a, a golf professional at your club who is really active on Instagram uh, and has, you know, a, a lot of followers, right. And is posting a lot on Instagram and you might go up to that golf professional and you might say, you know, Candace, the work that you do on Instagram is really great. And we would love to see if there's a way that you could, you know, incorporate your life at the club and, and, and what, you know, being at this club means to you in your Instagram, is there a way that we could compensate you to do that? Because we feel that you have influence with your audience, and that your audience can come to the club and understand from your perspective why it's so great. And so using that um, influencer marketing mentality and understanding that my peers are my influencers is a mantra of Generation Z. Uh, there's some tremendous gains to be made there in developing those particular channels to your multi-channel approach.
0: And I think their peers want to be those influenced, right? That's a a compliment you're paying them. You're asking them to do something that they probably would enjoy doing. And who better to influence somebody than uh, somebody from their own age or demographic group uh, and and who has the same likes as they do as well?
1: 20 years ago, you used to um, buy the newspaper to read the restaurant reviewer, okay, to find out where is a good place to go for dinner. Okay. Five years ago, 10 years ago, you were going to go on Yelp or Google reviews to find out where's a good place to go for dinner. Now you just tell your friend or you ask your friend, Hey, where's a good place to go for tacos? And then they tell you, and that's sort of the way things have changed. Right. So it's the same with the club business. You're just going to, you know, get the, the influence from your friends who have experienced the same thing. And that's something that we can harness uh, within, you know, marketing our clubs.
0: And I think what this podcast does and what you do really well, Roger, is that you're able to tell people how our business is evolving in real time so that we can make those real time adjustments as well. So congratulations
1: on that. Third point, Jim. And thank you very much. Third point. Uh, but what we can learn from the Super Bowl advertisers is is a really important one. And it's obvious and it's right in front of us that so we might not necessarily see it, but it's the importance of storytelling. Now, I will tell you to the end of the day, don't invest your money in, in TV if you're a club and, and you don't want to. You know, I just don't think you want to be advertising on television sets anymore. The exception to that rule for me is the Super Bowl. I think it's still some of the best value that anybody can get for for their advertising dollar. And you know, obviously, look, it's limited to these companies that can afford it: the Anheuser Buschs, uh, you know, Pepsi, uh, uh, Frito Lay, all these companies and stuff like that. But what they're investing in is not just the opportunity to put their message in front of you know the most viewed television program, they're also investing in the opportunity to tell a monster big story. And telling your story to your audience is one of the most important things that you can do. You first have to know what your story is, how your audience is involved in your story, and then you just got to go out there and tell it consistently, consistently over time on. A multi-channel approach, right? So the the three lessons that you can learn then from the Super Bowl uh, advertising that, that we've just seen here at Super Bowl LIII and at Super Bowl, uh, uh, Bowl Fifty Four coming up as well, gonna be the same. One, have a multi-channel approach. Two, understand and embrace the potential of influencer marketing. And three, understand and tell your story to the audience that wants to hear it.
0: Creative permission, Roger um and patched by four <laughs> all
1: right well we'll see like this is going to be amazing because this podcast won't be published until after the game so we'll see if Jim is in fact uh, clairvoyant when it comes to football. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast if you liked it we value your feedback hello at engagedclub.com is the email address you can reach both Jim and myself and if you liked it please share it with your friends inside and outside the club business.
0: This has been the Engaged Club Podcast with Jim Hope and Roger Kincaid. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you like what you heard, share it with your fellow club managers and operators. Until next time, thanks for listening.